Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and this episode is dedicated to all the sumo from day 15 from the Natsubasho. Huge day of sumo. So great. We're really riding a high here. It's so exciting to watch this and then hop into the studio to talk about it. Thank you to everyone, we should say, who joined us for our Jurio commentary. It is so fun to do and it's lovely to have you guys listening and in the chat and, and talking about everything that's going on. So thank you so much. It was our second day of streaming Jurio live and commentating. How are you finding it? I love it. I love talking about these guys. I love Jurio, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of storylines there. There's a lot of, um, it, it seems to be one of the, it seems to be the destination that whenever you interview somebody who's won a U show in the low ranks, that they're always like, I want to get to Jurio. They can't say, I want to get to Makuchi. It's like too much ego. Yeah. They're always like, I want to get to Jurio. And now I'm starting to see why, because there's a lot of heart in there. Well, it's good because we spend a, quite a lot of time talking about Jurio off mic. So it's great to be able to uh, talk about it and share it with you as it's happening. I quite like it. Yeah. Do you like it? Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And it's been really great to interact with people and to have people feeding in to our conversation as it's happening. And we're going to keep doing it. So next Basho in July, it's too early to be talking about that now, but <laughs> every Sunday, the three Sundays across the uh, tournament, we'll, we'll be doing Jurio Live. So look out for it. We did. We were surprised during the Jurio commentary that uh, the playoffs happened. Uh, we knew they were coming, but uh, let's talk about them. There was the Jonakuchi playoff. We had Fuji Seiyun against Seguro. They're both from the same stable, Fujishima, both actually at Jonakuchi 27, east and west. So a few coincidences there. They became pro at the same time, so they both really wanted to beat each other. But Fuji Seiyun took it to Seguro, attacking quickly and pushing him hard down to the dirt. He made it look very easy, didn't he? Yeah, yep. He was very happy to pick up his win in his interview. You know, he said that he he wanted to beat him because they they were natural rivals, even though they're at the same stable and training together and just seemed very happy about it. Yes. And then there was the Sandame playoff, Daigo against Ishizaki. In his first basho in sumo, he's come from the Nippon Science Sports University. Yes. <laughs> yep. Straight from science into sumo. Lovely. And it was a big win for Ishizaki. He dominated Daigo today and looked absolutely thrilled to pick up a Yusho in his first basho, as he should. He had a lovely interview. He said that his role model was Wakataka Kage. He's absolutely cut in the shoulder area. So he said that he loves to pump iron, which we can see <laughs> clearly. He, his traps are like a perfect triangle. <laughs> so Ishizaki, look out for him because he blew through Sundanme and blew over Kotodaigo and uh, he'll be going somewhere, I have no doubt. Well, we, as we mentioned, we were commentating live for Jurio, but here are the highlights. Yes. So Uda came up first. He was the first in the Yusho race today who fought. He won today against Bushozan after a terrible touchio. Oh, this looks so bad. From I, Bushozan. I so wonder bad. whether this might have been a mutter. 
Yeah, yeah, it looked like everybody put their fists down, but Bouchozan <laughs> didn't see it, even if he felt his own brush the dirt. And Ura got up and under him. So this took Ura to 12 and 3. And by Ura winning, who was one behind Chiona Oh, that meant that Tokoshoryu and Bouchozan were out of the Yusho race at this point. But still, if uh, Chiona Oh won, he would take out the Yusho. But if he loses, uh, he's equal with Ura. So. He went up against Tucker Kento, who was coming into this bout at nine and five in very good form. And actually, Tucker Kento did succeed in shoving Chiono out fairly easily as a, a surprise win. Yeah. Chiono has been unstoppable, this Basho, but just stumbled at the end. And today didn't look like a champion, I have to say. So Chiona Ohi is out of the race as well, and that leaves Ura as the Jurio Yusho winner. Uh, a result that is completely deserved. One that I thought would have happened before this, though. Yeah, he hasn't won Jurio well, before you met. Well, like, I oh, think he would have won it. Well, my as expectation soon as he came was back he, in. he would have come back to Jurio and won straight away. So it's actually been interesting to watch him come into Jurio. You know, we saw some amazing techniques and some very creative sumo that got him his kachikoshi, but never the Yusho. And then this basho, I've, I would say that Ura has been very conservative in his style, but racked up the wins. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to make sure that when he goes back to Makuchi, which he will now, he can he can win still. You know, he doesn't want to be that one trick where he, he just is the, the crazy guy who does crazy kimarite and everybody sort of susses him out. So I think he's, I think he is trying to narrow it down and to, to yeah, yeah, flesh out his sumo a little bit more. So this will mark, as I said, his return to Makuchi after being injured in September 2017. It feels like such a long time ago. I mean, four years is a long time. He fell all the way to Sundan, May 91. Then he started coming up again. And then he took, he had to take a couple of He got of injured bashos. again. Yeah. And I think he was off for three bashos after that. Yeah. So an amazing performance for him to just keep his head in sumo and keep that uh, desire alive. I can't wait to see him back there, I've got to be honest. I know I've been a little bit, I've had some questions about his ability. I don't care. No, you're over I'm it done. Now. No, I'm over myself. <laughs> I just want to see him back there. He was asked in his interview about his knees and he just breezed past it. He's like, they are what they are. They're getting better, <laughs> which I doubt. Yeah, which <laughs> is a lie. It's kind of the Terna Fuji situation where every time he's asked about it, he's just like, well, they're bad. They are what they are. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my best with them. Great news for Ura. So from Jurio, we should see coming up to Makuchi, Chiona or Tokoshoryu. Well, Great we news. need to talk about Tokoshoryu. Yeah. Did he finish on 11-4? Oh, I think Well, he so. won today, so he finished on 11-4. Yeah. At Jurio 2. So good. After a very dramatic drop after winning that Yusho, it's so good to see him post a very big score. Really shows that he should be at Makuchi. Yep. It's just about him finding his place there. Yeah, it was quite heartbreaking to see him fall all the way down yeah, after was. his it was hard. Yusho. And so he's he's recovered some of his moves on the edge, <laughs> some of his uh, smiles, some of his fist pumps afterwards and uh, should be moving back up. Ura will come up to Makuchi and maybe Takiyama. So uh, Yutakiyama is at Jurio 4? Is that uh, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. he went. 8-7? Uh, yes. So 
Yeah, a few things might need to fall into place. There are place. just a lot of guys coming out of Makuchi yeah. because it does depend on how how some go today. But remember there's um, Midori Fuji? Yep, Akisayama. Akisayama. Yeah. And even Ryuden who, yeah. like, well, so Midori Fuji and Ryuden yeah. who weren't in this basho at all who will be dropping yeah. out. So there's there's more than we remember when we just look at the, the day spouts and the scores. I think one safe prediction that I can make is that our uh, – our Banzuke prediction is going to be all over the place. <laughs> That's right. Looks like a hard one coming up, actually. Yeah, definitely. So we decided again to award <laughs> Sumo Manichi Jurio special prizes because we don't feel like these guys. We're super into Jurio at the moment, basically, and we want to give these guys a bit of recognition. When I go to award these prizes, I want to give them to everybody, I have to admit. It's very hard for us to stem our optimism. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's where I come in. <laughs> yes, you're a bit more of a counterbalance. So for the Shukun Sho, the outstanding performance. So clearly we gave this to Bushozan. We had a conditional if win on Chiona Or, but he didn't win today, so he mm-hmm. misses out. Doesn't get it. And Ura was also a conditional if win, and today he picked up the win. So congratulations to Bushozan and Ura for the Shukun Sho. Kanto Shou, the Fighting Spirit Prize, we gave it to Toko Shoryu because we were happy with, uh, really happy with how he rallied, I suppose, um, after coming down to Jurio and not doing so well there last time. And he's like really decided that he wanted to get back. So we thought that was a good one for him. And Enho. Now, I know that he posted a disastrous score. I think it was 5-10 in the end. But the fight and the uh, just the you know, resilience he showed, even to get to that score and even with those wins, he never powdered. He showed up every day uh, with those injuries and put on a great performance and throughout the whole basho. absolutely not one-eyed Enho fans by any means. We are like not. We're, we're just, we wanted him to go Kyucho, so I guess this is just through seeing him standing up there every day and, and giving him real props for that, I guess. Totally. Now, the Ginosho, the honorary sumo, sumo manichi Jurio Ginosho, we had a bit of discussion about this, but in the end there was only one Rikishi who deserved it. Yeah, we gave it to Ura, even though he has been experimenting with more traditional kimarite, he still had, you know, two Ashitori and two Katsukashi and there was a whole lot of other ones in there, a bit of Oshitaoshi. But in a way, I think this was about Ura thinning his... Uh, Kimarate options and sticking with more consistent uh, things that work yep. rather than the flashy stuff. Yeah. So he didn't need something yeah. like the Azori or something yeah. like that. He he just finds a set of Kimarate that work for him. He certainly did. He pulled off the issue and uh, well done, Ura, and congratulations on your Shukuncho on your Ginosho from Sumo Manichi. Yeah. So our, our big prizes will be in the mail. Well, it is Time to move to Makuchi. It's such a big day today. It's uh, There's a lot that hangs on this and there's some exciting bouts right at the end. So let's get into it. The first bout was Kodunawaka up against Ishiura. Ishiura used his speed and tenacity to prevent Kodunawaka from getting settled. He kept low, found a belt grip, and he flipped Kodunawaka over his shoulder. This was given Shitate Hineri a twisting underarm throw, but this one looked to be a lot cooler than that. Yeah, it almost looked like an Izori. It yeah. looked, almost looked like he chucked him over his shoulder. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the guys in the little perspex area would know. <laughs> they called it Shidate Hineri. But even that just looked so great, so important for Ishiura here. It probably actually keeps him in Makuchi at yeah. 7 and 8 at Magashira 16. There are a few things that need to happen around him, like for him to stay at this rank, but he certainly gave himself all the chance in the yep. world with a very, very cool win. Uh, that loss, though, for Kodnawaka, that's his Makakoshi. Yeah, so he's 7 and 8 at Magashira 11, so we'll drop uh, a little bit. Look disappointing, this basho, for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are we expecting from Kodnawaka at the moment? More like Kachikoshi, for sure. Yeah, well, Kachikoshi would be a place to start. He's finding himself in the top division and hopefully there are some lessons learnt here. Didn't look bad, but just, he looked very, very slow in that first week. I think so. Slow and people are finding a way to get him down, like to swing him down, like your Kodoshigikus. Yes. Maybe sometimes Kaisei or some of those bigger guys. Kodoshigiku. Kodoshigiku got swung down all the time. Oh, you meant historically. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant this basho. And no. I was like... I didn't see him going around. I wish. But, I, yeah, I would have loved to see that. No, yeah, I mean those I, big big guys who I know what you mean. come in with all force and, you know, will often stay low to try and keep their hips mm. low, but then it'll be easier because they're slower to, to swing them down. Yep. So Kodunawaka finishes with seven and eight Ishira on the same score. Dayamami up against Kagiyaki. Now, Kagiyaki came straight off the Tachiyo with a left-hand inside grip right on the back of Dayamami's belt. Dayamami had an outside right-hand grip, but it looked like from here Kagiyaki was in the way better position and he'd pull it off easily. But he never initiated from here. He just kind of stood there and waited for Dayamami to do something. And he did. He twisted Kagiyaki down to his left. Another excellent move, two in a row, for a surprising win. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Kagiyaki was in the better position. And what did, he didn't do anything with it. He just stood there. He waited. Yep. And he gave Daimami the chance to do something first. And what he did was very decisive. And he just slammed Kagiyaki. It was really surprising for me seeing him get into that position. At Magashira 9, that means that Kagiyaki is 6 and 9. So, so he'll go up. He'll go up. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned before that Kagiyaki has excellent Banzuke luck. Dayamami at 7 and 8 at Magashira 13. He won't go too far. No, he won't. And I've got to say what I've seen from him, this basho, has impressed me. I don't have a lot of feeling for his sumo yet, but, you know, Day after day, he impresses me. And again, he's done that today. And a little bit unlucky to get a seven and eight, I have to say. The next bout of the day, it was a very rare Nanashaw Nanahai matchup. So both these Rikishi coming in on seven, seven, the winner gets their Kachikoshi, their winning record, and the loser gets their Makakoshi or losing record. Chiyoshoma. He leapt high and to his right out of the touchy eye. He grabbed the back of Shimano Umi's belt and took him over the bales. This was cheap. Oh, cheap. Cheap. It was cheap. I don't think it was cheap. I think he was quicker and I think he uh, just got in a great position. They it jumped to the side, put Shimano Umi in the bad position. He had no chance from there. This was just a hanker with extra steps. But that's cheap. It was a hanker. Yeah, and I, and I don't like it. I don't think – I think he's got better at using – just 
the hanker. Like <laughs> he used to hanker just a lot, but I think he's got a whole lot of moves. I just think that's his sumo, a little bit chaotic, lots of movement, lots of jumping around. It's what he does and Shimonomi didn't uh, plan for it. I think what he does is on the big occasions go cheap. Mm. I think he this did is, well this special. He's, mm. he's Kachikoshi. This is his Kachikoshi. Yes, on paper it is, but on these days when you get to stand toe-to-toe with another Rikishi who have had, like you, 14 days of success and failure in equal measure and you decide to do this. I'm just going by my feeling. I think he's done fewer cheap because I know those cheap moves you're talking about. I don't think, for me, today was one, and I think he's been doing it less. I think this was just well-executed cheap sumo. Let us know what you think about Chiyoshima's <laughs> sumo today. That's the big that's the big storyline, surely, for today. Uh, yeah. We need to know what you think. It's his fourth consecutive Kachikoshi. So even if he has been doing cheap sumo, he's been succeeding with it. Yeah, I mean, those words you say, they're very, very hollow to me. <laughs> uh, all I hear is an echo. He finishes at eight and seven. Shimano Umi <laughs> looked very disappointed after this. Yeah. Seven and, and yeah, eight. I mean, he was robbed of a bout today. Uh it took him a while to get going here. And I think that we're a bit, we're big fans of Shimano Umi. We love what he does, but it just seems to come down to how much he initiates at the start. And we saw a little bit of too much of him relying on getting on the back foot and responding. Yeah. He wasn't ready for it. He wasn't. Sure. And especially today. That's right. Against the cheat. No. <laughs> That's really unfair. Next bout of the day. Chiyomaru <laughs> up against Takarafuji. Chiyomaru, he looked okay here. He took Takarafuji around the doyo. But actually Takarafuji was able to block him really well. And even though it looked like Chiyomaru was moving around, Takarafuji was keeping his arms and thrusts under control, not really letting him get started. Chiyomaru tried to thrust down, but Takarafuji stayed stable, got his arms around Chiyomaru and took him out Oshidashi. Takara Fuji, you can put the cardboard away with the kissing hole <laughs> in there. You can look your boys right in the eyes tonight. This is a great effort from Takara Fuji. I've got to say, Chiyomaru fought well here. His footwork was good. He kept uh, up those thrusting attacks and aggression, but Takara Fuji just had that experience to handle it and picked up the win. So he'll finish this basho on seven and eight at Maegashiro seven. That's fine. Should be fine there. Chiyomaru, he is eight and seven at Magashir 16, so there's no spot available there. He will stay there. Absolutely. Or a little bit higher. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Toshin up next against Kaisei. Both went for the belt out of the touchy eye, but it was Kaisei who got both hands on the belt of Toshinoshin, and Toshinoshin could only manage a right-hand grip. Kaisei wasted no time in pressing his advantage and he drove Tochinoshin over the bales. Great work, Kaisei, today. A yachty kitty win. Tip top work from Kaisei. Wasn't it good? Everyone's loving him at the moment. I mean, he's sort of just eased back into it and he's just doing good, good, solid sumo. Tochinoshin didn't have his preferred left hand grip. He was just holding one of Kaisei's Sigari, did you see it? Just oh, with his left yeah. hand, just one lone Sigari, which he can't do but much he, with. He held it for quite a long time. Did yeah. he think it was a belt grip? Well, I think he used it to pull himself in close, actually. Um, at one point I saw him kind of tug on it and bring himself close. I actually think the better strategy would be if you've got the Sigari to jab it into them and try to hit their, <laughs> like, 
What where, what's here? Like your front kidneys? Oh yeah, fleshy part of your inner thigh. Yeah, every or t- up into the upper intestine. Into the eye. Oh, no, that would Look, be too hard. We don't have a great understanding of human anatomy. Let's face it. <laughs> I know the eyes a long way away from the kidneys. <laughs> I do know that. Every time uh, Tochinoshin reached for the belt, Kaisei just drove forward and wouldn't let him get on it. He knew what his wind condition was. And he finishes at nine and six. That's great news. It makes me feel really happy, the beautiful Brazilian Kaisei. I've loved his sumo, this Basho. It's been so, so positive. And his back was against the wall at Maigashira 15. He had to produce and he's absolutely done it this time around, nine and six. Great result for him. Well done, large orange boy. Tochinoshin, he is five and ten. And uh, yeah, not so great for him. (laughs) A few people have him figured out, I think, at this point. I haven't figured out. Hinomi and Akua were up next together, both a little bit down on their luck. Akua, he tried to pull early, then winds up for the hugest roundhouse slap I've ever seen. He brought his right hand back past the um, plane of his body and smacked Hinomi across the face. Luckily, it wasn't a full connect, I don't think. What did you think of this? Oh, I mean, go for it. Okay. I don't mind Aqua giving a slap. I mean, the fact that it was hidden Omi on the receiving end. It's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, a bit sadder. (laughs) But Aqua slapping, I love it. Because I don't see him as an overly um, aggressive Rikishi, so I don't mind it. They traded thrusts. Hidden Omi then moved in and got his arms around Aqua, left hand on the belt. Aqua really struggled to get away here. It looked like he can't. Hidden Omi powers forward. He was about to take him out, but Aqua twisted and threw him down. A kakenage hooking in a thigh throw that I only saw on the replay. He gets his leg linked around Hidden Umi's and flings him up and backwards. I certainly didn't see that first time around. Mm. Um, Hidden Umi was good here. Like he was winning this for up most of this Up until that kakenage. <laughs> Absolutely. But a great win for Akua. He finishes this basho at 5 and 10 at Maigashira 17. As we identified many days ago, he will go back down to Jurio, uh, but I'm sure we're going to see him back here very soon. Hidden Umi at Maigashira 6 finishes on 5 and 10. Obviously that injury cloud that was hanging over him really took its toll. I thought he looked better in this second week or the end of the second week, but he couldn't translate that into any victories. No, he certainly was able to to restore himself a little bit there. At Magashira 6 at 5 and 10, maybe a drop of like 6 or... 5 or 6. 5 or 6 yeah. or so. So, yeah, it's, it's... I mean, he's still in Makuchi, so that's all right. Maybe he'll let that poor old little pinky toe heal and then yeah. <laughs> come back all fresh and ready to go in July. Next up on the doyo was Chiataru and Onosho. Onosho coming into this one on 7 and 7. The fate is in his hands. This was a very quick touchy eye from these two, but Onosho hits the dirt instantly. Chiotari waited for him at the touchy eye and slapped him down. A Hatakikomi win for Chiotari. Yeah, such an issue for Onosho, these slap downs. The pressure was, I don't know, too much or Chiotari was ready for it. But a massive bummer for Onosho and he was so disappointed in himself. It was really hard to see his face after this, actually. He let it... Quite a lot of emotion show for me. I think I could see, yeah, I mean, he's, see he's, disappointment. He, he's a 
you know, he's a ricochet that we're totally on board with because he has these highs and these lows. And I think he did an amazing job to fight back to be seven and seven. Yeah. And seven and eight now is way better than four, four and 11. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot, a lot of positives there, but at Magashira five, you know, he would have liked to continue his, his rise back to, well, Sanyaku is probably where he's aiming. Um, but it wasn't quite to be this time. Chiatari, he's in good form and he was ready for it. And Chiatari now goes to 10 and 5 or <laughs> finishes this basho on that score. It's his first double-digit result in I think it's four years. Oh, wow. So uh, a great effort from him. He's shown a very uh, good sense of lightness to his sumo and really mixed it up against his opponents this time around. Um, today, reading Onosho perfectly. And at Maegashira 14, we'll see a bit of a jump here. Yeah, we're used to seeing him in the middle, I would say, of the Banzuke. That's where, right from watching at the start, I think he's he's often been. So uh, that would be a return to his usual position, I'd say. Absolutely. Kiribayama and Tsurugisho. Off the touchy eye, Kiribayama wrapped himself around Tsurugisho's large body, sticks to him like a glove, both hands on the belt. Tsurugisho fought to get free using his hips, using his arms, trying to get out of this grip. Kiribayama picked him up almost off the ground. Quite a feat. I swear I almost saw his uh, Tsurugisho's feet leave the dirt. I think it was, I, I definitely saw Tsurugisho's feet leave the dirt. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> and Kiribayama was able to take him to the edge and he stumbles out. I think Tsurugisho is in quite a bit of pain from his uh, ribs at the moment, uh, but a good win for Kiribayama. Yeah. Well, so Kiribayama, he'll finish this basho on six and nine, but finishes with three consecutive wins to finish off. So some very positive signs. Showed great strength against Tsurugisho. You're right. I mean, Tsurugisho is fighting in a lot of pain at the moment, but that doesn't make him any lighter. And to see Kiribayama take Mm. him on the belt and lift him in the air (laughs) was very, very impressive. So Tsurugisho, he finishes with a record of 4 and 11. Aoyama up next against Teretsuyoshi. Teretsuyoshi, he took it to Aoyama out of the touchy eye, got in close, went low and got on the belt. Aoyama looked like he might be able to use his size to control this bout, but Teretsuyoshi, he stayed low, he was balanced, and he was able to heave Aoyama over his leg and slam him down to the dirt. A very, very nice shitate nage win. It's these wins from Teretsuyoshi that makes me really reevaluate my opinion of him. It's no secret that I, I've struggled to get on board with him. I, I can't always pinpoint why because his sumo can be so exciting. Yeah. You don't need to understand it. You just need to I feel just it. feel it. Yeah. But when I see this, when I saw him dragging Aoyama back and <laughs> down to the ground, honestly, it's, it's um, objectively great. Yeah. I hope that he can overcome his shoulder injuries and we can see more of this because when he does fight in this exciting way, it's it's great to see and it just makes us want to see more. We saw a package today. I can't even remember when it was during that the cast, but uh, there was some great moves by him included in it and I just want to see more of him, but I want to see more of him at that level Yeah, that he's capable of. So it's an injury thing. He finishes this at 7 and 8 at Magashira 10, so he should stay around there. 
And I can't wait to see more from him. Oyama, we know he's got an honorary sumo manichi. Kachikoshi, that's fine. He's four and three, eight days off at Magashira three. <laughs> so he'll drop back down to maybe a more, in inverted yeah. commas, normal position for him. Uh, well done, Aoyama. Hoshoryu up against Toby Zaru. Now, you you called this something, I can't remember exactly, exactly what you called it, but it was like controlled chaos versus absolute chaos or something like that. These two guys coming up against each other is very, very exciting. Toby Zaru, he jumped to his left at the touchy eye, but Hoshoryu faced him immediately. He wasn't having any of those shenanigans. Toby Zaru engaged a pretty straight ahead for him, pushing attack, nothing from the side, and from here, I think Hoshori was really patient. He waited until he could get inside Tobizaru's arms. Then he stepped forward and drove Tobizaru back and out. A Yori Taoshi win for Hoshoryu. Yeah, you're right. He was Hoshori was just a bit more consistent today, uh, picking up that win against Tobizaru. Hoshoryu finishes on seven and eight. And like I've been saying, seven and eight is the new eight and seven. Yeah, yeah, I feel that because they don't often go anywhere. They probably will this time. They'll drop like five spots yeah. or something. <laughs> we'll be eating our words. And look, Tobi Zaru at Maegashira 2, he was fighting at his highest rank. He got 5 and 10, but I have to say it was a very entertaining 5 and 10. Lots of lessons for him to take away from this, but he will see a little bit of a slide coming in to July. Meisei was up next against Okunumi, the Maegashira 2 fighting the Maegashira 12. Meisei looked dangerous out of the touchy eye. He landed a right-hand belt grip. But Okunumi was balanced and he read the flow of Meisei's movement perfectly and executed a brilliant arm lock throw to pick up the Kotenage win. It was very quick from Okunumi, yeah. I, I thought this was pretty bad from Meisei. He's looking to move up to Sanyaku and he probably will. I mean, you need, he's the only guy who can go up to the other Komasubi slot that will be open. So at 8-7 from Maegashira 2, he'll be jumping up there and Wakataka Kage will be absolutely, well, he'll be the other one. But if it was last basher, he'd be pulling out his hair. And maybe if we saw Meisei win today, we'd feel a bit better about well, that's exactly, saying this. Or lose better than this. Yeah. It wasn't, a, it wasn't yeah. a good fight. Yeah. I, I didn't really like it. I was a bit bummed about Maysay today. <laughs> I need to remember, I need to go back and watch some of his bouts from earlier in the Basho to get back on board the Maysay train, but Okunumi just dominated him today. He finishes on nine and six at Magashira 12. I think he would have liked to do better than that. Yeah, right. I mean, nine and six is pretty Magashira good. Magashira 12 for yeah, Okunumi. Yeah, true. I think he would have loved to get like... <laughs> You know, 10, 11. Well, a 10, a 10, 5 would have been nice for him, but we'll see a healthy jump for him uh, come next Basho. Uh, may say, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be may very say. interesting. Just bum me out today. All right, <laughs> Tamawashi up against Hokuto Fuji. Hokuto Fuji took so long to go down playing a few mind games there with his elder statesman, Tamawashi. Not surprising that there's a Tamawashi Mata. And at the second Tachiyo, Tamawashi comes out with a vengeance. His hands all over Hokuto Fuji and he blasts him out. He completely dominated Hokuto Fuji today. And it's why Hokuto Fuji at Maegashira 1 is going to finish this basho on 6-9. He just sometimes gets overwhelmed too quickly if his Tachiyo isn't good. Mm. Uh, Tamawashi, an incredibly experienced competitor, uh, knows how to take on people like Hokuto Fuji. 
He finishes at seven and eight, Tamawashi. He's someone else who I think, like Okonomi, Tamawashi is at Magashira 10 and would have loved to do better than a Makakoshi. Uh, yeah, he, would, he would absolutely consider this a disappointing result. He has a Yusho, this guy. Yeah. I mean, Tokoshiro is in Jurio, so he's not the worst... It's not the worst uh, <laughs> record of a guy with a Yusho. Uh, but, but, I mean, Tamawashi famously has never missed a day of yes. sumo. Uh, incredibly experienced. Uh, you know, I think we're starting to see age catch up to him. But great to see him uh, smother Hokuto Fuji today to finish this basho on 7 and 8, which is the new 8 and 7. Hokuto Fuji at Maegashira 1, 6 and 9. Next bout of the day was Maegashira 1, Wakataka Kage up against Maegashira 12, Kotoeko. This was a very even touchy eye with both Rikishi aiming high and not giving ground. Kotoeko was pushing back hard against Wakataka Kage and then he stepped quickly to the side, sending Wakataka Kage down to the dirt. Kotoeko gambled here. He put everything on this move working and it did. It did. I thought Wakataka Kage had uh, slipped, but on the replay, I saw that it was, in fact, a Kotoeko uh, Hikiotoshi. Great timing from him. As he said, he put everything on it. Well, if this didn't come off, he'd lost the bout. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so the Technique Prize winner, we haven't talked about the prizes yet, but uh, Wakataka Kage pulled off the Technique Prize. He lost today, though. Yeah, I mean, congratulations, Wakataka Kage. It's great for you to get a special prize. And I can't imagine how any NHK commentators could influence that result, but <laughs> he picked one up. Hiro will be very happy. Kotoeko, that's a great result for him to finish on nine and six. Yeah. So both uh, both Maegashira 12s, there's a lot of parallel yeah. scores in this um, Banzuka. So both uh, Maegashira 5s finished on seven and eight and uh, both 12s on nine and six. So very interesting. But yeah, Kotoeko 9 and 6, that's great for him. He'll pop back up a little bit. So, Wakataka Kage, Maegashira 1. What are his Sanyaku chances now? High. High. High to very high. <laughs> very high to almost definite. Well, we spoke at length about how he was robbed last time. <laughs> I think a 9 and 6 here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be right. It's his second technique prize in a row. He's 9 and 6 at Maegashira 1. The Komasubi are falling out. He's he's definitely got it this time and, and about time. Well done, Wakataka Kage. Miyogiryu Magashira 4 up against Komasubi Daesho. Daesho's thrusts were working for him today. Miyogiryu backed off and then he's out. It's all over in a yeah. flash. One final win for Daesho, guaranteeing him a stay in Upper Makuchi at least after going 6 and 9. This was a weird bout. I mean, two quality rikishi who have been struggling a bit. I've got to say this bout answered none of the questions that I had co yeah, that's a good coming point. into it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Miyogiryu should have done better. I thought Daesho should have done better. And today Daesho won, but both of these Rikishi finished the Basho at six and nine. Not much to say <laughs> about that. It is what it is. The next bout was Komasubi Mitakumi up against Maegashira 6 Ichinojo. Great to see Ichinojo fighting up in these last few days. Uh, Mitakumi, however, had the better touchy eye. He forced Ichinojo onto the back foot. Ichinojo, he was desperately looking for a way out, but Mitakumi was on the grind and he drove Ichinojo over the bales. Oshidashi. I thought he'd stopped Mitakumi for a bit here, but he absolutely hadn't. <laughs> 
And good on Mitaki Umi. He now storms into Sekiwake with a bang at 10 and 5. He's been waiting for this. He dropped out from Sekiwake in January and has now had uh, two kachikoshis since then, but no rise to Sekiwake until now. There's a vacant position, obviously, Takanosho. So, um, yeah. Okay, so you're right. Mitakumi will rise to Sekiwake. I'm not focusing on the right thing here, am I? Well, no, but my question to you is, is Mitakumi ready Uh, for Sekiwake? Well, he's been there before. I think he is. I think he definitely is. I think at the moment he's a natural Sekiwake. That's a feeling I get from him. It's just... um, it's just about him putting that extra. He's a stalwart in in Sanyaku. It's about him putting that extra effort in for the Ozeki run. And at a ten five at Komasubi is very impressive. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes me personally, I tend to focus on the downsides of Mitakumi. Yeah. So I focus on his losses more than his wins. Yeah. Ten five, great effort. Yeah. Well, in the first week, I was. Getting pretty excited about him. He's had some losses since then, but I still I still feel like maybe he's found something a little bit new or a little bit different, a little bit more motivation perhaps. I agree. He's seeing these guys rise up. I mean, it can't help but sting. He's saying, if you see Shodai make Ozeki, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like, I want to be Ozeki. Yeah. Does he want it though? He has to work for it. He does. And he has worked for it now. He's... He has worked for it yep. and we this have could, to give it to him. This could be the start, albeit a very mild start to an Ozeki <laughs> run. Uh, and let's have our fingers crossed for Mitakumi continuing to post these good scores. He finishes on 10 and 5. Ichi Nojo at Maegashira 6 I think has had a very good basho and he finishes on 9 and 6. Yeah, and I think he'll have a big, big jump because if you have a look at the Maegashira 1 to 5 ranks. It's, it's a lot of open it's room It's pretty there. bleak. <laughs> and that's where he should be. I've been very impressed by his sumo. Yeah. Good on you, Jinojo. Sekiwake Takayasu up against Sekiwake Takanosho. We had to wait until the final day for the Sekiwake battle, but it wasn't, it didn't prove to be uh, such a hotly anticipated one, at least. From the Tachiya, they're attacking each other's chests, fighting for position. They lock up. They're both down low. We're treated to a view of Takanosho's huge thighs. They're holding each other in each other's arms. Takanosho, though, initiated. There's a lot of fiddling back and forth here, and Takanosho is taken to the edge, but he finds a hand on the neck of Takayasu and dumps him down to the ground. A slap down, Harikikomi win to Takanosho. Yeah, I feel like, again, this, this was the situation. Out of the lockup, Takayasu is waiting for his opponent to initiate. Yep. Where I think it's Sekiwake and he is an Ozeki, an ex-Ozeki at least. He should be the one uh, controlling how they come out of these lockups. Again, we saw him wait and again we saw him fail. We've, saw, we've uh, spoken about this quite a lot in that maybe he feels more comfortable to wait and respond. You know, maybe he feels like he's a he's a responder or something. But in this situation, it just didn't work Some. Sometimes I feel like the last time we talked about this, it did work. I can't remember who it was against, but with with Takanosho, it didn't work. So he needs to find maybe a better plan sometimes out of those lockups because it happens to him a lot. Yeah, because he naturally gets into that situation. And I think today was a bit of a fulcrum for his basho. Ten, he, he finishes on 10-5 with that loss. 
but there would have been something nice about that being 11-4 mm. and a world of difference and, you know, could be the start of an, a legitimate Ozeki run. 10-5, and five, I think there's a little bit more of a question mark there. Sekiwake, Takanosho, 5-10. and 10. It's better than 4-11. and 11. It's better than 4-11, and 11, but we will see quite a drop from him where he ends up. We won't be able to predict. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> well, we'll have a go, but we'll, we'll give it get a try. It wrong. We definitely will get it wrong. That brings us to the second last bout of Natsubasho. This is where the Yusho race is sorted out. Ozeki Shodai up against Endo. A win from Endo here will keep him in contention, providing the next bout goes Takakesho's way. A lot riding on this bout. Let's see what happens. Endo had the better touchy eye. He drove Shordai back to the bales with ease. But Shordai grabbed the upper body of Endo and, when all looked lost, broke the balance of Endo and took him quickly across the bales and out. I couldn't believe what I saw here. Oh, my God. When all looks lost is the Shordai oh, mantra. When he's against the wall... He's just so much better. You said that in the lead up to this bout. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Shodai is best when you think he's going to be. Yeah, I'm his like worst. his best scenario here is for him to get absolutely assaulted first by Endo and then for him to have to deal with it. This bout was so totally Shodai. Endo took him to the edge and he's like, nah, flip it and reverse it. Yeah. There's no more cash for Endo Tsukebito. Thank you very much. I'll be taking that. <laughs> <laughs> short eye just with the most short eye win possible at this point as well. Like everyone's, everyone's rooting for Endo. In yep. it. I don't know who's rooting for Endo. Uh, did you want, did everyone want to play off today? I don't know. I don't know. In one, on one hand, it makes it really exciting. On the other, you know, let's just have a great thrash out between the two Ozeki. So I didn't mind that Endo didn't win here. And I think he's he's done so well that this doesn't impact his form in any way. Like, but it was just so short I to to wreck everything. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean Endo, look at his basho. 11-4, that spectacular win yesterday against Terunofuji will be etched in the minds of sumo fans forever. Yeah. Uh yeah, short I. He wrecks the party again. Uh, <laughs> he finished on nine yeah. and six. Endo, he got the Gino shot as well. So he wins the Technique Prize, uh, which later on leads to a very uh, grumpy Endo coming out and accepting his prize with Wakataka Kage and a very grumpy interview as well. Oh, well, I saw it as a very standard Endo interview. Yeah, it's pretty like, normal, wasn't it? That's the way he addresses the media. Well, let's move on to the last bout of the day. It's all going to be decided now. It's Terunofuji up against Takakesho. They were showing, you know, there was a lot of amazing close-ups. We're seeing the sweat bead on their brow. We're seeing it run down the sides of their faces. They step up onto the doyo. Tachiai, they clash together. And then Terunofuji, he's suddenly on the ground. Takakesho, blink of an eye, has slapped Terunofuji down. We We screamed. We did scream. Uh, and it was only on looking at the replay that we saw what actually happened here. It was very nuanced. It was very quick out of the touchy eye. Takakesho pulled his attacks, essentially. He let Terunofuji come forward and slap him down. I think this is, this was the clear case of that threat of Takakesho's thrusting attacks 
being more effective than the reality. Yeah, he grabbed Turnafuji's arms off the tachiya and pulled him straight yeah. down. So he didn't even go for a push or a slap. But he would have known that Turnafuji was expecting that. So yep. this was very, very clever from Subo from Ozeki Takakesho. And suddenly we are forced into a playoff situation. Yeah, so we saw a, a, a couple of lovely things. So we saw there was a lady in the audience with a Turnafuji towel and as he lost, you can see there's one angle where you can see her in slow motion, they show the slow motion replay, dropping the towel. So she's holding it up on either side with her left and right hand. She drops it on both sides. The towel flutters to the ground. I've got to say, that's not how towels work. Like if you hold it, you've got to hold it all the way through. <laughs> you got to hold drop it. your support of Terunofuji just because he lost this She life. was so shocked. Yeah. She probably left after this bout too. We also saw Terunofuji's Tsukabito <laughs> slip over on the way coming out down the Hanamichi. Now, I thought this was bad luck. We saw this as a very bad omen. He fell fully over. Yeah. So Terunofuji's like powering out. I've just lost. I've got to go to a playoff now. This is such bad news. Like, oh, Tsukabito's following him. You know, he's taking the cigari. Slips, falls over. Is there something of the uh, the drunken master technique where the Tsukebito tried to... Intro- pulled focus. Yeah, tries to introduce a bit of levity ah. yeah. into the situation to try to, like, get Terunofuji's mind oh, off the maybe. situation. That's a good interpretation, actually, because mm. I was just thinking, oh, bad luck. Like, he's fallen over, <laughs> Terunofuji's like, lost. Ah, he fell over. Yeah, yeah, but I like that. Yeah. Maybe Terunofuji's like, ha-ha. <laughs> oh, I feel better now. Yeah. He fell over. Well, anyway, it was quite... We, we were like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that. So both Rikishi go back to their rooms to prepare. They get their hair redone. You know, it's quite a long, it's probably like a 10-minute uh, break that they have as they go inside themselves to prepare for this playoff to determine the winner. And we were wondering, have they renovated the rooms inside the Kokugikan? Because they looked really nice. I've got to say, there's a lot more horizontal timber work on the inside, which brings a certain warmth yeah. to those rooms. I thought it was like real concrete bunker style before. Yeah, it but was. These two rooms that they were in looked looked. I think the other difference was, I think in previous times when we've seen a playoff, we've got really great footage of the Rikishi getting their hair reset. So we didn't get the cameras in the room so much, so that might be part of it as well. Yeah, it could be that they're in just the holding room or something. Yeah, or the COVID restrictions can't have those filthy camera people hovering around. Well... Are we ready to go into this playoff? I think so. Well, they came out, interestingly, on different sides as well because in a playoff, the higher ranking, the highest ranking Rikishi takes the East no matter what, and that's Takakesho. So previously, Terunofuji was, as we look at the telly, <laughs> on the left and Takakesho was on the right, and now they've swapped over, which is I, a bit like... I found it quite disconcerting. Yeah, it was weird. And is it disconcerting for them? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, it depends what the wind's you doing in there. have a lucky side. Yeah. Or you could There's have a lucky side. kinds of... Um, oh, I'm sure there is. What do you call it? You know, when you wear the same undies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. We need to do this. This is the last bout <laughs> of Natsu Basho. And I've got to say, this bout played out very, very differently. Both Rikishi out of the touchy eye were tentative at various yes. times through this bout, they gave each other space and it's like they were waiting for the other person to do something so that they could react. A failed Takakesho pull put himself on the bales, but again, 
Takakesho recovered and again they separated. Takakesho, though, he went in, he missed an attack and Terunofuji saw his opportunity, slapped Takakesho down to the ground. Hatakikomi win. You show for Terunofuji. Well, there it is. All the pressure is released yeah. <laughs> from Terunofuji, from Takakesho, from all of us. How did you feel about this one? I felt... I felt good. I felt both, actually. I felt really, really happy for Terunofuji. Um, I felt really happy for Takakesho when he he won his bout to force the playoff. I felt really happy for Terunofuji, and I think that overwhelmed my sadness for Takakesho. I mean, I think I just my overwhelming feeling is that both of them would have deserved it. I know yeah. there's been a lot of talk about Takakesho. He's one-dimensional, whatever people think I I don't think he always is number one and I also think that even if he is if you can win consistently at this level he's already won two you show if he wins another one you know like he deserves it right he stayed yeah, just totally. one win behind Terunofuji we love Terunofuji everybody loves Terunofuji his story is yeah. amazing I've always thought Takakesho has many dimensions to his one dimension Yes, right. I've so never, within the one dimension. I, I feel he got to Ozeki with one style of sumo that worked really well. Yeah. But since he's got there, he's been forced to adapt. Mm -hmm. And we saw it today. I think he's quite good in that uh, reactionary stance. Uh, I think he's quite quick on his feet. He knows how to finish about quickly. Look, I mean, today was heartbreaking, but at the same time, uh, life-affirming seeing Terunofuji get his fourth U show. I think so. I think so. It was, it's lovely and, again, it's a great story and I hope that both of these guys will end up Yokozuna, actually. Yeah. If we're talking yeah. Yokozuna, which has to be the end goal at this point for for anyone who gets to this level, it's not to say that if you don't achieve that, your career's a failure in any way, but Terunofuji will be going for it next time. Takakesho is is super keen for it. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think they both can be one. Yeah, and I think the great uh, privilege we had of seeing this bout today was that we're seeing two Ozeki at the top of their game who have a genuine uh, rivalry. And you're right, who if in 18 months of both Yokozuna are going to usher in a new era of sumo, and I can't think of two better people to be up there. Yeah. How lucky are we to be able to see Terunofuji fight now? Yeah. And how lucky are we to see him and Takakesho come together in this way? Absolutely. So mixed emotions, yeah. but um, overwhelmingly uh, happy for Terunofuji and congratulations to him. And uh, he's, the, the fairy tale continues and I don't think we're seeing the end of it yet. Yeah, yeah. He looked pretty in pain at the end when he had to accept all the heavy cups. He was just like, when can I finish this? So his beloved uh, Yobidashi, when can I finish? When can my knees just have a little sit down because yeah. I'm pretty messed up? Um, but he accepted the large teacup. He accepted the golden um, macaron. He accepted the the mushrooms <laughs> and the um, big cow the beef, yeah, all of those things, and he did it with with joy. And his his um his speech was really nice. He kept it pretty pretty normal, 
he didn't say anything much outside the bounds of, of sumo interviews, but he, when they asked how his knees were, he did sort of say, look, they again, they are what they are, like Ura said, like you can't, what am I meant to say? And, and in fact, I think for both of those ricochet, you're exactly right. They're at the point where they've learnt to work with what they've got. So impressive. And they're finding success with yeah. what they've got. So it doesn't matter whether they're good or they're bad. They are what they are and they can find a way to win. Yeah. And I think that's the most impressive thing. Should Terunofuji have got the Fighting Spirit Prize? Because let me just say that it, to round out the special prizes, we've talked about the Gino Show, we've talked about the Shukun Show, but the Kanto Show, they gave it to Harsh, nobody. Fighting Spirit, oh, who great... else could have got it? Let me have a little scroll well, through. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I mean, I would have given it to Aoyama. Aoyama for coming back and getting a... Getting Kachikoshi. <laughs> sumo Manichi Kachikoshi. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I mean... What about Kaisei? He did all right. Kaisei. But again, you know, these awards are, I mean, they're, they're given out by newspapers essentially, aren't they? Mm, um, I guess It's so. a committee of people who have probably had too much to drink and don't know enough about sumo. Maybe. Uh, and really, we know who showed fighting spirit during this basho. It's short out. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, let's, let's look at this basho as a whole. We thought the Terunofuji had it sewn up last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so we were lucky to have, if you just talk about us as spectators and the sumo community, we were treated to a very, a very great final day. Yeah, final, an amazing of final day. Yep. And, you know, it just shows that in sumo you just don't know what's going to happen until day 15 and uh, I can't wait to see what happens in July. We are set up for a classic Hakuhor perhaps could be back. Oh, yes. And how does he fit into all of this now? Yeah. Great question. I would love to see Hagahol fight these guys. I hope he does come back, actually. We've asked each other a couple of times, do we think he'll come back? I have no idea on that front, but I would love to see him come back. Well, I think suddenly he's going to be fighting some people he hasn't ha had to deal with before. Mm. Or Zeki, who are in form, mm. like Terunofuji and Takakesho, who, who he's fought before. Uh, but there's people coming up, like Wakataka Kage, has Toby Zaru had a shot at him? Oh my There's just God. a lot for him to take in and work out. Um, I mean, Terunofuji Hakuho would, would be beautiful Yeah, that'd to be see. a quality bout. I'd love to see um, Takakesho fight him as well, see what he could do up there. But that's the big question of if he comes back. Yeah. July, so many questions. So few weeks away. Yeah, it's very close, actually. <laughs> Apparently it's going to be held in Nagoya as well. Oh, because... they say that, but they... Well, because of the Olympics, though, because oh, the Kokugikan might be holding something else. I, I guess if uh, Corona is still bad, they'd probably find. I have. I'm absolutely speaking off the top of my head, but maybe they'd find a way to have it in Tokyo. No, they so couldn't no. with the Olympics on because every venue would be stitched mm. up. So yeah, hit the road. That's fine. And and really, you might as well do it in Nagoya if you're going to do it anywhere. Yeah. Well, we'll take a trip. We'll see you in Nagoya. Now, we would love to say thank you to everyone who supports us and is in contact with us during the Basho, everyone we rely on for uh, for vision, for audio, for um, sumo takes, yeah, <laughs> for sumo good takes. vibes. Uh, we love the sumo community and, and we love you guys who we communicate with um, every day. We are called Sumo Manichi for a reason. It's sumo every day. And we love talking about it with you as much as we can. Uh, we are thinking about 
possibly in June doing a live event on day 15. So that will impact very few of you, just people in Melbourne. If you're in Melbourne, we'll uh, we'll be hitting you up with some deets about that. Yeah, we're we're pretty sure we're going to do this. We would like to do a live event where we're able to put Sumo up on the big screen, uh, do live commentary and basically invite, you know, people into this world of sumo. Drink some beers. Drink some beers, give away some prizes, play some sumo karaoke and show the sumo and hopefully bring some new people into our world. And the idea is that in July, the the day 15 recording you hear from Sumo Manichi will be a live recording. (laughs) So look forward to that. (laughs) Maybe. We've got a few technicalities to work out, as in a lot of the places we're looking at doing it don't have great internet. We we know to bring a long ethernet cable now. That's what we did (laughs) today for Cheerio. (laughs) Very, very long ethernet cable. Um, So if you're in Melbourne, yeah, pop that one in your diary. I cannot remember the dates of the July bash off the top of my head. But everyone else around the world, uh, you are absolutely fantastic. It is just, I'm really going on about it now, but I, I get very emotional at the end of our shows and I, I love um, your support and uh, interacting with you guys. So just go Sumo, go Fuji. well done. See you next time. Bye. Yeah.